Hello and welcome to another episode of How I Teach Golf. And today I'm with a good friend of mine, Mark Day. Mark, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you. Very well. So, tell us a bit how you got into the game of golf, uh, other sports you played growing up, and basically how you ended up where you are today. Wow, there's a story. Um, so, yeah, football was my thing when I was a kid, I guess. Um, loved, um, played regularly, did the training, was at school. Um, very sporty, bit of a sport billy. Um, loved having a go at new things as well. Represented the school in most um, sports. And played a little bit of golf, I guess, with uh, Dad used to take me to the golf club when he went on a weekend. And um, I used to hit a few shots, I had a few lessons, um, probably from seven or eight, but nothing really serious. Um, mm-hmm. But the big change for me happened in the summer holidays uh, when I was 13. And a friend of mine said, do you want to join the local golf club? And um, I said, yeah, why not? We give it a go. And we had our interview, uh, which I'll never forget. Uh, for our membership and uh, we got accepted which was fabulous and uh, the weather was awful but we still donned our waterproofs um, absolutely teaming down and uh, hit that very first shot and then really from that moment on it was golf all the way I don't know quite what it was that captured my imagination but I literally played that six weeks summer holiday I missed four days and then when I went back to school I had no interest in any other sport I just withdrew from all the teams and just had a, a passion and desire to play golf. And I wasn't even very good at it, to be honest, to start off with. Um, but yeah, just something captured my imagination and uh, it all kicked on from there. And I had no, the interesting thing was I had no, I, I only really got into being a pro because um, the pro at the club needed a, a Saturday morning boy to look after the shop while he did a, bit, a few lessons. And uh, he seemed to take a liking to me. So he asked me if I wanted to do a few hours on a, on a Saturday morning. So I did do that. And then in 1990, he actually said, would you like to, would you be interested in turning pro? So at the age of 16, um, I'd managed to get my handicap down to about four. And um, yeah, took that opportunity with both hands. Wasn't enjoying school. I was actually quite an intelligent person at school. And then as soon as I took up golf, it kind of all went a bit downhill. <laughs> <laughs> the study stopped. Yeah, academically, yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I got through, got through obviously my GCSEs and then um, I did the yeah. PGA course and qualified at 19, um, had ambitions to play, always wanted to be a player, loved winning, wanted to win. Um, but I thought if I get my PGA qualifications out of the way, I recognised that I wasn't the best player on the planet and, and I, yeah, possibly um, would take me a lot of work to to get anywhere near where I wanted to get to. But um, I thought get my PGA qualifications out of the way and then I can just focus on playing and and I did that at 19, uh, moved on. And from, I guess, from a coaching sense, um, I've, always, I've always coached. I've always loved coaching. I've always loved interacting with people. I've always loved making other people smile and feel good about themselves. And I love sharing stories. So um, I moved from the club that I was at to a driving range. And what that allowed me to do was teach in the evenings and at weekends. And I, I used to lock the shop up on a – I kind of purposely chose the Friday night and Saturday night lock-up shifts – um, so that kind of stopped me from going out with my friends and kept me focused on the golf um, yeah. through a very vulnerable period. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, the coaching kind of always supplemented the playing for quite a period of time. Um, but it was, it's been always, always been a part of my life. Um, Fantastic. And where, where are you now then, Mark? Where are you based? Um, so I'm based at Whipsnay Park Golf Club um, in Hertfordshire. 
um, awesome place, um, beautiful, quiet, peaceful place to play golf. Um, the wildlife is superb. It's one of those golf courses where you get to enjoy the wildlife as well as the golf um, with deer and wallabies. We've got a family of wallabies on the course as well. Um, so, yeah, and the red kites are just amazing. So we, I was giving a lesson the other day and it's like we stood there for a couple of minutes just watching this red kite do what it does about 50 yards away from us. It was just awesome. 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 And the facility itself, what's, uh, what's that with? With, with, mate? What can you do there? Yeah, we've got a par 73 golf course, um, 18 holes, obviously. Uh, we've got a big driving range with about 15 grass bays. And we've got five covered bays. We've got a practice bunker. We've got a chipping area, nice big putting green. Um, so, yeah, all bases covered, really. Fantastic. And so you can do nice... whatever you want to, when you're there? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so it is, it is accessible, obviously, as a driving range, but... Um, it's fa- we're fairly quiet um, a lot of the time, so you can often um, be quite creative with the space. So, Mark, what um, will get a lesson with you? What type of lessons do you do you give? What's what's the process? Um, well, lessons with me, I guess um, my. my my passion is, is really about helping people achieve goals. So I, I love going on journeys with people and, and being a part of someone's story. So um, uh, I guess a philosophy would be a goal-based guided learning one. And um, so the first thing is for, to establish really what, what problem we're trying to solve um, and, and what would success mm-hmm. look like. And then every journey is going to be a little bit different from there, depending on um, what we come up with. Um, all bases are covered so I, I really look at performance on the golf course um, and, and would generally drive towards that although people come in and they might ask to hit the ball better or reduce their slice or um, some kind of skill element um, what that can often link back to is the fact that they want to improve their enjoyment on the golf course through improved performance um, and, and so if that's really the problem that we're trying to solve then all of a sudden that opens up a whole lot more opportunities um, to achieve that rather than just to reduce the slice. Um, so, yeah. So what types of lessons do you give? Do you, is it across the board um, or do you start somewhere? So man on the street um, comes off the range, hit a few balls and says, Mark, I need a lesson with you. Um, what 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 kind of journey do you take them on? Do you sit them down and have a chat with them first, or is it hit a few balls, stick them on a video camera? What what kind of what 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 would happen if I turned up and I need a lesson? Um, right in now? in an ideal world, there'd be an initial conversation, I guess, either over the phone, uh, over uh, text, or some kind of social media where someone's introduced themselves, and then we'd we'd, we'd book that first session. Mm-hmm. Um, in an ideal world, I'd like that first session to be on the golf course. I don't think it should be sat down having discussions. Um, I'd want to be on the golf course. I'd want to be watching you play. I'd want to be having conversations with you, um, really understanding what you're trying to get out of the game and what you want to get out of me as a as a coach uh, and where you want to take the relationship. And then from there, it's about developing a plan. And with the facilities that we've got at Whipsnake Park Golf Club, as I mentioned, uh, we can pretty much cover all bases. So it might be a case then of that plan might be, we might do an initial uh, like 10-hour plan and that'll be a combination of you know skill acquisition, in the practice environment and then some time spent transferring that Mm -hmm. onto the golf course combined with some um, interaction between sessions. I do a lot of uh, texting and and communication between sessions because I think actually that's where the learning occurs. The learning isn't necessarily in the session face-to-face with myself. 
it's um, through the students' experiences away from me and then sharing those experiences with me that allows me to ask more questions that probes and prompts um, new ideas for them. So it's, it starts on the golf course, and for me, it's all about the golf course. I think that's the playground, and um, the more I can do out there, the better, really. Fantastic. So let's you, you kind of expect some interaction, reflection from the, from the student back to you to say, Mark, it was better today. Uh, I drove the ball better. Wasn't as good as and that kind of feedback or is it something different to that? Sorry, mate, you're cutting in and out a little bit there. Can you ask that again? That's right. So if we're on the golf course, we've had a couple of sets. You'd expect me to go away um, and play a couple of rounds and then reflect on how I've played and feed that back. Yeah, to you, very, very it, much it so. Um, it is about that. your perception as a student. It's all about you, isn't it? So it's your perception, your task. I think I'd want some um, objective data in there as well and an understanding. So that might be uh, you know, an agreed collation of stats um, as well as the, the qualitative of how you feel about that. So I'd, I'd be reluctant to just say how you feel because as I think human beings, we always tend to put ourselves down a little bit more than we do congratulate ourselves so i think based on agreed goals so that's that's the critical mm. element for me is agreeing goals and yeah. then everything we do is about linking into those goals and it's about changing behaviors and it's about changing understandings and feelings so they're the kind of things i'd be looking for and, and reflecting back on and again it's in what context is it does the, does the student just want to play golf um, socially, recreationally at the weekend with his friends and compete and not feel silly? Or does that student want to go and compete at um, a higher level um, in, in a county or national tournament? So, yeah, Great. it's all exciting. Really it's, all, it's all you know, so different, isn't it? Everyone's journey is different and everyone's story is different. And that's what makes our job probably one of the best jobs, I think, in the world. And you're looking after the people as, a, as an absolute person rather than as a, a model or a method. Oh, you, massively, yeah. You can go on any journey. Yeah. I like building relationships. You know, it's, it's part of the fun, isn't it? Yeah, like you say. I always think I chose the wrong sport because golf is perceived as such an individual sport. But I love being part of a team and I love, I love joint success and being, being part of somebody else's success mm. or somebody being a part of my success. Um, but I think golf, certainly the environment, and I've been absolutely blessed to do some awesome work with Surrey, some um, brilliant work with Hertfordshire Golf, and also with England and, and yourself, Duncan. You know, the coaches are just unbelievable. And it's just awesome to be able to see each other as colleagues and not competition. And there's no, there's no judgment and there's so much sharing going on and there's, there's yeah. so much openness that it really is becoming more of a you know, team vibing golf rather than just individuals going out there to compete against each other. So when you've, you know, you're going through the journey with people, we're on the pathway of improvement and bits and pieces. Mark, what, um, what technology do you use and do you have any favourite training aids or anything like that that you use? Um, probably the mobile phone is the most used um, piece of equipment that I have um, mm -hmm. for, for various reasons. But one of the biggest ones for part of the... Um, the journey that I go on with students is for the communication really. So the ability to interact with players on an ongoing basis, um, yeah. either through, you know, 
uh, text, WhatsApp, or um, Coach Now, um, yeah. uh, which was formerly known as Edgify. But um, yeah, they're, they're, they're awesome for keeping open communication. Um, I use uh, TrackMan and uh, also looking at getting into uh, or waiting for a body track to turn up. Um, but I use those at the moment, um, I guess. It's, it's about improving my own understanding of what's going on. So again, if it's about understanding the problem and what the success look like, then a part of those, those tools is about me measuring um, and improving my understanding in, the, in that. So um, sometimes I'll, I'll use it for the player, for the player to look at, but really they're for, uh, for more for my reference. And you know, you know, we said, so for example, like I've recently had a little spell of players coming. They want to hit it further. So what yeah. TrackMan does, for example, very simply is helps us measure club head speed um, at a point, and then we put some interventions in place, and then we can track that journey. So in six weeks' time, we've got a little measure of what worked, what didn't work, and what we need to do ongoing. So, um, yeah, that's how I use that equipment. Fantastic. We're going to we're going to sidetrack it a little bit. So basically, you've got a good idea of people come to, to Whipsnade, book a session with you, you'll have a discussion, you go out on the golf course, you've got them on the pathway, uh, you will or you will not use technology, depending on the person, depends on their wants and needs. Um, you're communicating with them really well. Um, but we're going to strip it all back. We're going to say there's no golf course and you've got £100. What, uh, what would you spend it on to help golfers? Wow, no golf course. Okay, um, I would say uh, probably the most valuable pieces of equipment I would have, and, and yeah, the most valuable pieces of equipment I could have are a set of cones, yep, uh, tour sticks, a number of tour sticks, yep. a mm-hmm. bag of premium golf balls, and a hula hoop. So if that's if that's just a space for me to work in as a coach, to work with students of grassland. Um, mm. Yeah, they're the things I think I could be most effective with. And I think they would probably come under £100. I think, yeah, I think it depends how many premium yeah, golf balls. Yeah, I guess you. so. <laughs> but do you know what? The best thing about that, and again, we look at how we grew, we grew up and, you know, I used to hit balls on the range, 20 balls out of clicker tube, and you used to hit 20 yeah. balls. And the, the way that you practice was so different to the way that players practice now. And there, I think right. there were so many more benefits to that. So even if it was just a, a clicker tube of, of 20 premium golf balls that you could go hit, that you could go pick up or chip to chip to your bag or chip whatever and then go back and hit again. And I just think, yeah, that that is has been lost a little bit in the game. And I think that's a little bit sad. Yeah, I mean, that in between time from when you've hit the balls to going to pick them up is 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 valuable, really valuable. Oh. And if you're doing it with a coach as well, it's it's. I mean, the, the the conversations you can have whilst picking the golf balls up is fantastic. It's massive. It's massive. And if, every shot was meaningful, wasn't it? It's like now yeah. you can go on the driving range. It doesn't matter if you spray it left or spray it right. Whereas if, if I sprayed it right, I had to go in the hedges and find it. You didn't want to lose that <laughs> ball, And I didn't want to hit it out in the 13th fairway because the captain was going down there. He's going to tell me off for being in the way. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a bit of game-like training exactly. for pressurised environment under... When Even you when you practice, exactly, exactly. That, that's yeah. been lost. So, yeah. Brilliant. Mark, if you had a favourite golf course, what would it be? Oh, um, all right. 
this that's a good pro am question. You get asked that a lot. Pro ams. I, I I grew up in Kent, and um, mm-hmm. uh, one place I loved to go in Kent and play the pro ams in Kent was Prince's Golf Club. Um, that was uh, just an awesome place to be, and and it's, it's so much history, but quite modern in, in its the way it did it. And the course was awesome. But if I can just dodge that a little bit and say, if there's one place I could be a member of, it would be Wogan Golf Club. Um, with the three golf courses, with the short game area, with the putting greens, they've got a driving range and they've got a space for you to go and hit your own premium clicker tube of balls. Um, it's got Brilliant. absolutely everything. So, yeah, Wogan Golf Club would be probably my, my place to go. Excellent. Excellent. Mark, um, how do people find you search you out ask you questions on social media how can they find you um i'm on twitter uh, at mark day golf and i'm on instagram mark day underscore golf uh, and i'm on facebook too brilliant and um as you you're the guest of the day um you can answer or ask sorry you can ask and ask question of the day oh. so this is to get people to hopefully give some feedback and some comments and uh get some uh, some interaction going okay it, uh, here's an interesting one what i'd really be interested in, i asked this question um i guess a, a lot of my students um and i kind of we keep revisiting this so I, I would really be interested in the feedback here and it's a would you rather question so would you rather over a season strike it better and consistently score around your current handicap but you're striking it better or would you rather be more inconsistent with your ball striking but lower your handicap by 50%. There's a really good question. I hope we get some really good answers for yeah. that one as well. And then the next level of that is, is once you get the answers to those, is then do, do your behaviours match those answers. But it fascinates me, that. Brilliant. Well, I hope we get some good feedback on that. And Mark, thank you very much for coming on How I Teach Golf. Um, I hope we get some interaction. Give us some feedback yourself if... Uh, if people book a lesson because they've heard of this podcast and uh, I look forward to seeing you soon, mate. All right. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Excellent. Thanks, Mark. Take care. Cheers, bye. Bye. So there you have Mark Day, uh, England girls coach and uh, club professional at Whipsnade Park Golf Club up in Hertfordshire. Um, Mark really, really cares about what your wants and needs are as a golfer wants to see you performing out on the golf course uh, and then we can make inroads on uh, on what changes are necessary and basically trying to put you under as much um, pressure as you would feel when you're out on the golf course um, either playing with your friends playing in a medal club championships and trying to help you achieve your uh, your goals through taking statistics um, what reflections you have after the game of golf and communication with, with Mark was, was also really big. So uh, like I said, or like you heard from Mark on, on how I teach golf, we want to hear from you about whether or not you would like to uh, improve your ball striking but your scores stay relatively the same as your handicap or would you like to not hit the golf ball unbelievably well but halve your handicap really big question which we look forward to getting some feedback on and uh, I look forward to any uh, any comments you have about the podcast maybe there's someone you'd really like to hear from or any questions you have about your own game we're here to help you uh, here to help you with your game 
um, trying to find out what your wants and needs and your goals are with with your golf game and we're here to uh, get the best people on and trying to help you improve your golf so take care until the next uh, the next podcast on how I teach golf my name's Duncan Walgo I've been your host play well until the next time take care